Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from Maine's institutions to God's instructions. Did you check your calendar? Get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. We have a meeting with the Mighty One of Israel coming up, and it's time to be ready. So get your paper and pencil, and let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in California and Germany. Amen. Listen out for our Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. And if you know of a station that could use a little Red Pill Torah, send us an email. Leviticus 23 outlines the official calendar of Jehovah. The first two verses say, Jehovah said to Moshe, Tell the people of Israel the designated times of Jehovah, which you are to proclaim as holy convocations, are my designated times. These times belong to our Elohim. If you love him, and your priorities line up with his priorities, then these times need to be important to you. The Messiah did not die to free you from recognizing his Father's holy times. These times are necessary, essential for every believer to know about and observe. They're a source of delight, not a burden. Amen, Daddy. The English translation says designated times, holy convocation, or something similar, depending on your version of the Bible. The Hebrew language refers to these times as a kadosh mikra, or a holy gathering. In a Bible sense of the word, only Elohim can make something holy or set apart for his divine purposes. Referring to these times as holy should show how Elohim sees these times. Amen. The Hebrew word mikra implies that these gatherings are to be proclaimed. We are not to be passive about the holy times of Elohim. We are called to be active participants and to make sure that others around us know what time it is. For each of the holy times, Elohim instructs us to do something. Many leaders in the faith describe it as rehearsing. In essence, we rehearse the same thing at the same time of year every year. On its face, it seems to be commemorating the great things Jehovah has done in the past. But from further study, we learned that it's also prophetic. From the New Testament scriptures, we see some prophecies fulfilled and further explained, and we learn more about the reason why Elohim's people were given these times to observe. They give us more insight into the work of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. For example, the first three holy times happen in the spring. They are Passover, first fruits, and unleavened bread. On Passover, Yeshua the Messiah was killed, while the Passover lambs were being killed in Jerusalem. On first fruits, Yeshua rose from the dead while the priests were offering the first fruits from the barley harvest. Yeshua was literally the first fruits of the resurrection. During the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the risen Messiah was teaching the full truth about himself. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of Yehovah, the Torah. Fifty days later, during Shavuot, also known as Pentecost, Yeshua kept his promise and sent the Comforter, the Ruach HaKodesh. The Jewish disciples were the first to receive the promise. 
If the Jewish people had not attended Shavuot as instructed by Elohim, they would have missed this miraculous fulfillment. Hmm. As you can see, Yeshua fulfilled each holy time on the exact day that his heavenly father set apart thousands of years prior and in the exact order they were scheduled to occur. Remember, fulfilled does not mean that something is ended. It means that something has been brought to a fuller meaning. Jehovah said that his set apart times are eternal ordinances. We are to continue marking and celebrating these times even after the fuller meaning is given to us. Well said, Mama. Hey, uh, let's go back to Leviticus chapter 23 for a minute. Elohim starts with the weekly Sabbath. If you've been listening to us for a while, you know that the Sabbath is on the seventh day, not Sunday. Remember, in the Bible sense of the word, humans cannot declare anything holy. We can agree with Elohim and call holy what he has designated holy. That's exactly what we're doing here at Red Pill Torah, and we urge you to agree with Elohim. If you love him, and we believe you do, then you obey him and call holy what he is called holy. Next, Leviticus 23 outlines the holy times that happen in the spring, which Miss has covered already. Today, we want to help you prepare for the first of the fall feasts, Yom Teruah. Leviticus 23, starting at verse 23, says, Jehovah said to Moshe, Tell the people of Israel, in the seventh month, the first of the month is to be for you a day of complete rest for remembering, a holy convocation announced with blast on the shofar. Do not do any kind of ordinary work and bring an offering made by fire to Jehovah. The Hebrew word yom means day. The Hebrew word teruah means a loud sound, which could be a blast from a horn, a shofar, or a shout. The instructions seem simple enough. Like all the other set-apart times, it is a Kadosh Mikra, a holy gathering. Remember that the first three feasts were all about what Yeshua, the Messiah, did the first time he came to earth. Shavuot, or Pentecost, was about Yeshua sending the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. As we follow the pattern, we can know that the holy times in the fall have something to do with the Messiah, Yeshua. As we look to the Holy Scriptures, we see that Yom Teruah is our opportunity to rehearse the return of Yeshua. Mm -hmm. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 50 through 53 says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. The Apostle Paul wrote the following in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 15 through 18. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, a teruah, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God. That's the shofar we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And on the Lord we're talking about Yeshua. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So, Daddy, as followers of Messiah, we should want to participate. I agree with you, Mama. 
You know, for years I was taught that we can't know when Yeshua will return, so we must always be ready. Now, in an individual sense, I think there's some wisdom there. Most people don't know when they may die, so living in a way that keeps us ready to see Yeshua is essential. Let's go back to 1 Thessalonians, though, and get the rest of that story. Remember that when Paul wrote this letter, there were no chapter or verse markings. It was one contiguous letter. We just read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 about the return of Yeshua and the resurrection of the dead. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 continues on the same subject. Starting at verse 1 it says, But of the times and seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. Hmm, that's a familiar phrase. For those who are not in the know will say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in the dark or uninformed, that the day should overtake you as a thief. Hmm, there it is again. You are all the children of light or in the know. We are not of the night or darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. Why? For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Yeshua, who died for us, that whether we are awake or asleep, we should live together with him. Wow, preach, Mama. You know, this scripture sounds like Paul taught these believers something about when the day of Jehovah would come. Mm -hmm. It's coming like a thief in the night, but Paul says that these believers are not in darkness, that the day should surprise them. You don't have to be in the dark either. Yom Teruah happens on the new moon, the first and darkest day of the Hebrew month. Because the lunar cycle has about 29 and a half days, people could only estimate when the new moon would be seen. If the night sky was cloudy, the phase of the moon couldn't be seen, so the new month could not be validated on time. Or in other words, no man knows the exact day or the hour when the new moon will be. Given the fraction of a day at the end of a lunar month, the new moon could sometimes happen while it's daylight. And in that case, a sighting of the moon at night would only confirm that the new month has already started. So what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and be one of those who was asleep, not aware of this appointed time, according to scripture, found in both the Old and the New Testament? Or would you take the red pill and join the believers who rehearse Yeshua's return as he instructed? Only you can answer that question. Now, we'll be hosting an online meeting on Monday, September 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In that gathering, we will read scripture about Yom Teruah, pray, encourage one another, and sound the shofar, as Elohim instructed us. If you want to join us, send us an email at redpiltorah at gmail.com. We'll send you a link to the meeting. If you can attend a live service, please be there. Well, that's it for now. Share with your family and friends about Yom Teruah. Invite them to join us. If you listen regularly, please send us an email letting us know how you're doing and how we can improve what we're doing. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour where 
You can handle the truth.